Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Narrow Gate Podcast. This is Spiritual Warfare Part 6, and in this podcast, I'm going to attempt to answer the question, how do you know if you're demon-possessed? Maybe you have someone you know, or maybe you yourself think that you're possessed by a demon in some way, shape, or form, and I'm here to help answer that question. What am I going to use? I'm going to use the Bible. Why am I going to use the Bible? It is the only source for truth on this subject because it has the only remedy. Okay, I'll talk about that in a little bit. First of all, a little recap about everything spiritual warfare. We humans are part spirit and we're part physical. So we are spiritual beings. The essence of who we are is spiritual, tied into the chemical and the physical body that we have. So you are spirit inside a body. What else is in the spiritual realm? God is in the spiritual realm who made everything. Angels are in the spiritual realm, good and bad angels and demons, unclean spirits. So God, angels, and people all have their own, their own being within themselves, a created being. Unclean spirits, otherwise known as demons, are, lo- are spirits that are looking for a body to inhabit. In another podcast, I'll go into a theory of their origin. It's not quite necessary, but it's interesting. It's an interesting possibility. But all we know is that the truth is that there are demons. There are unclean spirits that want to try to get inside people. Now, what's the problem with demons trying to get inside people? Well, it's kind of like you're driving a car and you yourself are the driver and there's, you have someone else inside your car. There's someone else inside your car that could be screaming at you or telling you lies or telling you the wrong way to go or even trying to take over the wheels, trying to climb over you and grab the wheel to take control. That's what demons do. Demons are basically, they, in, they come inside your body to try to take control in order to destroy you. Now, I'm going to just mention briefly, how do you prevent that? The best way to prevent that is to turn to Jesus, look to Jesus to save you from hell. If you look to Jesus to save you from hell and forgive you of your sins, God will put his Holy Spirit in you. So it's just you and God's benevolent Holy Spirit inside your physical car, so to speak, and nothing else can get inside. If you're not forgiven of all the wrongdoing you've ever done by God through Jesus, if God has not put his Holy Spirit in you, you can have any number of demons in you. This is a really brief recap based upon a lot of different points of uh, teachings from the Bible, but I'm just going through it briefly because I want to get to the main question, the main point, um, the, more, the main point, which is answering the question, how do you know if you're possessed? First of all, if you know you have God's Holy Spirit in you, you cannot be possessed by demons. You cannot. Now, if you are unsure and, or if you're just like, you know, I just feel like, uh, I, I feel like I've done wrong and I'm not forgiven by God of all the wrongdoings I've ever done then you, there's a very good chance you have demons in you, or you could, because you don't have that protection in the spiritual dimension. So I'm going to read, I'm going to have a different format in terms of this podcast. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read some parts of the Bible, and then I'm going to tell you through bullet, pro, through bullet points what we learn from that part. First of all, is it possible for people, for other spirits to come into your body and kind of join your spirit? and tried to take control. Yes, it is. The night that Jesus was betrayed, it says that after Jesus gave a piece of bread to a disciple named Judas, it says that Satan, that's the head of all the rebellious angels, Satan then entered into Judas. Satan entered into Judas. There you go. The spiritual can just come in and out of the physical, including any person's body. That's, That's one thing we learn is it is possible for anything in the spiritual dimension to just enter into someone. Okay, here's the next passage. This is earlier on than that part of 
uh, what I just read. It says, just then there was a man in their synagogue, which is a Jewish church. There's a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit. That's a demon. And the man cried out. Actually, the demon cried out through the man saying, what business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked the spirit saying, be quiet and come out of him. Throwing the man into convulsions, the demon cried out with a loud voice and came out of the man. Well, kind of crazy. So what do we learn from this section? First of all, we learn that people can be controlled against their will by demons. This man was going to convulsions and screaming at the top of his lungs at another human. I don't think, I don't think anyone who wants to go to church really wants to be screaming at people uncontrollably, but this man was. The demons inside of him controlled him. What else do we learn? We learn now this man says, what business do we have with each other? Jesus of Nazareth, which basically means that anyone demon possessed ultimately deep downs has motives that are against Jesus and everything about Jesus. Another thing, demon possessed people can go to church. They can go to church. So just because you're in church doesn't mean you're the, a nice, good person. You might have some really deep evil inside you. So medically speaking, <laughs> I'll just say that. If you feel like you're controlled against your will, if you feel like you have, you're really opposed to anything about Jesus, and even if you're going to church, you still, you could have a demon. You could be demon possessed. You could have things inside of you that are trying to take control. Now, let's go into the next section. The next section is Mark chapter 5. When Jesus got out of the boat, immediately a man from tombs who was living among tombs and graveyards had an had a demon inside of him, they met, he met Jesus. And he was living among these gravestones. And no one was able to bind this man anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bound in shackles and chains, and the chains and shackles had been broken by him and torn apart into pieces. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly night and day he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and gashing himself with stones. So what do we learn already? Well, we learn already that if you're possessed by demons, you don't have self-control. You're not in control of yourself. You might have unnatural or what I would call unhindered strength. Your nerves are not able to help you tell yourself you're in pain. You have no limit to your adrenaline and other kind of hormones that can, strength, that can increase your abilities. So you have unnatural strength and that's not to your benefit. If you feel like you have unnatural strength and you have even little control of that unnatural strength um, and incredible unnatural intolerance to pain, you might be controlled by something that's not helping you. Also, this man's interests. He has a desire to live wildly. This is kind of goes against human nature, true, of trying to be safe. You want to live wildly. Other accounts say this man was not dressed, not self-controlled. Basically, he wanted to be wild and he wanted to be naked and he wanted to just be crazy. If you have kind of uncontrollable urges to be absolutely wild and crazy, that might not be you. That might be something in you that's giving into your desires to do so and taking control. Also, this man was interested in death. Why would a demon be interested in death? Well, because it wants you to kill yourself or to be interested in dying so that you can go to hell. And then interested in cutting. Self-harm is unnatural. Self-harm, it goes against natural instincts of a person. And so, and it really goes into the interests of evil spirits. So this man was cutting himself and gashing himself with stones. Very good chance. And so if you have really deep, really um, harsh and unrelenting self-harm tendencies, 
that are that really go deep and are really harming oneself, you probably are demon possessed. And also, this man, let's go into the rest of the passage. Because this, this man then said to Jesus, what business do we have with each other, Jesus? I implore you by God, do not torment me. We learn from that that the things of Jesus, the things about Jesus, really torment people who are possessed. People just people who are possessed by demons really hate the things of Jesus. Kind of like we learned in the last one. Jesus ended up casting out the, or sending the demons out of this man and sent them into pigs. And the pigs just uh, jumped over us out of a cliff and drowned. It's a pretty um, crazy situation. So then let's go to another account. We, we're learning a lot so far. So, and then in the book of Luke, we read a eyewitness account that says the demons were coming out of many people by the hand of Jesus saying, you are the son of God. But Jesus said, he said, I refuse you to speak because they knew him to be Jesus. So demons knew the truth about Jesus, believing that Jesus is the son of God. It says, you are the son of God. But Jesus rebuked them and sent them away. Now, why am I bringing out this passage? What do we learn from this? This is, this is what they learn. They, this is what we learn. We learn that demons know the truth about Jesus, believing that Jesus is the Son of God. That's just fact. If you think that you're saved by Jesus just because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, well, so do demons. You might be possessed and say wonderful, godly things like you are the Son of God, Jesus. You still might be possessed by demons. Now, here's another, um, here's another section, 2 Timothy. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. That's a message to Christians. Christians have God's Holy Spirit in them. It's a spirit of power and love and discipline, otherwise known as sound mind or self-control. Now, the opposite of that is someone who has demons in them. They are, they are chronically fearful. They're out of their mind. There's something about them that's not sound mind, not self-controlled. They are unloving. You know, like, you know, exceptionally unloving. No really possibility of, of being able to love. They're able to think straight. Able to think straight. Another thing. So this is so, so far. What do we have is you really have lack of control of your body. You have interest in death, the dark things, and you're really opposed to Jesus. As well as you're kind of out of control, out of your mind. So if you feel these things deep down without any way of possibly trying to control it or stop it, you might have something inside of you that's trying to destroy you. Now, listen, I'm going to go into another section in the Old Testament. This one's a little interesting. This is a very um, obscure passage in the Bible. But, um, but listen to this. Listen to this. This is another way that you might be possessed. You might have had an experience like this. This is um, a friend of a guy named Job who lost everything. The man was trying to console Job. And this is what he... he Suppose he had extra knowledge about spiritual things, and this is what he said. He said, Now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received a whisper of it. Amid disquieting thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, dread came upon me, and trembling, and made all my bones shake. Then a spirit passed by my face. The hair of my flesh bristled up. It stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence, then I heard a voice. And this is what the voice said. Can mankind be just before God? Can a man be pure before his maker? He puts no trust even in his servants, and against his angels he charges error. How much more those who dwell in houses of clay, basically meaning people, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed before the moth. Those people who are affected by the physical, that is. That's just mankind. What do we learn from this? You might have, you might be oppressed or possessed by a demon if you're experiencing endless hopelessness. 
extreme condemnation. You just feel like you're the worst in the world and there's no stopping it. And then you hear truth in the back of your head, but ultimately it's supposed to make you want to destroy yourself. And also you feel like blaming God for everything. That's what we learn from this section. That's what we learn. So we learn a lot. The demons are basically, they want to try to control your body. If you have, if you have uncontrollable urges, uncontrollable craziness, you have thoughts that, uh, that cannot be stopped of hopelessness, condemnation, and you have animosity and hatred for Jesus and God, you feel a little crazy and you're constantly afraid. And even if you're trying to go to church and you still feel these ways, and even if you know things about Jesus, you're really interested in death and cutting yourself you are probably possessed by a demon. Now, what's the remedy? I mentioned that earlier. The remedy is Jesus. You need to ask Jesus for help. You probably need to stop a lot of sins or things you know are wrong. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to stop those things. It's one good thing to do. And then you really need to ask Jesus for, to forgive you. Say, Jesus, I admit that I sin. I admit that I do wrong. I need your help. I need only you can free me from not just demons, but only you can free me from all the wrong I've ever done. Jesus is all the deliverance you'll ever need. If you want help from someone else, you can do that. You can seek someone who you know is a Christian for help. But in the meantime, you need to stop doing wrong things that you know God said is wrong. Stop as much as you can and learn as much about Jesus as you can and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. That's the number one thing I can ask you to do. Now, if you have had demons or you feel like you've had demons, how do you know if you're free from demons? So the last thing I'll say on this subject, let's go back to that section where the demons all went into the pigs. After all the demons went into the pigs and all the pigs drowned and, and the man, all, all the demons kind of left the man. The herdsmen or the people who are owners of the pigs, they ran away and reported all that had happened in the nearby city. The people came out to see what was, what was happening. They came to Jesus and they saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down, clothed, and in his right mind. The very man who had the legion in them, and they became frightened. So let's stop right there. How do we know if you're freed by a demon? Well, you're under control. You're in control of yourself. You're not interested in being wild and crazy and being naked. And you have a right mind. You're sound mind. You're, you're, not, you're able to think straight, see straight, perceive straight. Also, notice he's close to Jesus. So someone who is interested in the things of Jesus, loves Jesus, has been freed and forgiven by Jesus, as well as a man who is clothed, he is modest, he is not crazy, he's in control, and he's able to think straight. That's how you know if you're free. If you feel all those things, then you know that you're free. Now listen, also here's another thing. The people of the city became frightened and those who had seen it described to them what happened at the demon-possessed man and all about the pigs. And they began to beg the man and Jesus to leave their region. Here's another sign. As soon as you're freed by Jesus, people probably won't like you as much. Most people, there's a sad reality, most people like the scary, possessed person that you used to be. So if suddenly you are lacking friends or if there are people that don't like you as much, um, that used to, you're most likely free. It's a weird, it's a weird statement, but most people, if you were demon possessed, most people prefer you to be the way you were. Cause a lot of people, I'm just going to say it. A lot of people like a loser. Cause a lot of people like to say, I'm glad I'm not that person. 
I'm glad I'm not the trash can human where we can all throw our insults and all of our condemnation and judgments on. But as soon as you're free, as soon as you're of sound mind and you're all right and you're good because because of Jesus, people won't like you as much. They won't. That, and that's what we see from this passage too. They say, please leave. Please leave. We don't want you anymore. We wish you had your demons back. It's sad, but don't worry because you're better off than you ever were because Jesus has freed you. So, and listen to this. This is the rest of the story. And as Jesus was getting into a boat to leave, the man who had been demon-possessed was begging Jesus that he might go with Jesus. And the, and Jesus said to him, go home to your people and tell them about the great things that God has done for you and how he had mercy on you. That's another thing. If you know you're free from demons and all of that and all the possession, you will feel the mercy and love of God. You'll experience it tangibly. Now listen, please, if this, if you're actually listening to this, then know that if you're feeling crazy deep down, uncontrollably crazy, if you feel like you, you're in, you have deep, strange interests to live wildly, to not be in control of yourself, to not be dressed, you're interested in death and dark things, you're interested in hurting oneself and, in, uh, in, uh, sorry, hurting yourself, cutting yourself, the things of Jesus kind of are a little bit torturous to you, even though you know the truth, you're, co- you're chronically fearful, you have a, you're, not, you're not able to see straight or think straight, you really can't love people, you feel constant hopelessness and condemnation, and you blame God for everything, you are most likely possessed by a demon. You probably have demons in you. So you know what you need to do. You can experience the freedom that Jesus has to offer. You just have to come to him and ask Jesus for help. That's what you need to do. Stop the things you know that you're doing wrong. Stop that. Stop all your dark interests. And then learn about Jesus. Ask Jesus to help you. And ask Jesus to free you and to forgive you of all your wrongdoing. And you can experience the mercy of God. So, I hope that answers the question. Um, If you have more questions, uh, I think there's a comments section on this podcast. Please ask. But if you do not have questions, keep learning and go back to these other parts of the spiritual warfare series. You're going to learn a lot. And if you feel like you're demon possessed, seek help, especially from Jesus. He can hear you. You can talk to him anytime you want. Because he's, he's God and he's, he's God and he can hear you. He can do everything. So that's the best advice I can give you. And I hope this answers a lot of questions. It was a long podcast, but thank you for tracking with me. And next time we'll go into a couple of the topics on spiritual warfare, such as deliverance ministries. Um, I think I have another one too, but this one was a big one. If you think you're possessed by a demon, seek help and seek Jesus above everything else.